Thank you for joining us on Love That VoiceOver, where we explore the people and projects behind the microphone in depth. And hello, all you fabulous, sexy, beautiful, amazing, and I'm sure totally anticipating the next part of this interview. Awesome Love That VoiceOver listeners. I am here with the fabulous and superwoman, Christina Militia. Welcome again, Christina. You guys are, it's, again, thank you for, for listening. It's a it's an amazing story, and that's why we're here. We want to know about the life and the work and how we are who we are, and that's what's so important. And she got married with this amazing angel that she partnered up with. And I had just met my husband, like just met him. This is like, the guy you, know, you were talking about. He brings up riot games and yep, that yep. you were the, yeah, okay. Yep. You didn't know that you were the superstar that you were, yeah. <laughs> so, and he was adorable and wonderful, and I, you know, he was great. And but I knew that I had to do this, but we didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. So I told him, I said, I was like, I really like you, but you know, I have to do this thing, and I have no idea what's going to happen to my body, to me, how much I'm going to be available. I, I, I just don't know. And right. he was like, No, it sounds great. Let's let's do it. I want to be a part of it. Wow. And I was like, okay. A month later. Um, I sprained both my hands and lost all nerve function to both my hands. Oh. <laughs> we had moved. We had started the process of moving my neck back where it's supposed to go. Right. And the ricochet of all the vertebrae starting to unrotate and move over had affected my shoulders. And my shoulders had like slowly migrated to this other position. Right. And so like when I whenever and it started moving in my in my neck and my shoulders and the, the upper ribs. I lost like all the nerve functions started getting all freaky and like I couldn't yeah. use my arms anymore and I kept using them wrong. <laughs> like if you were wrong. thinking something and you're thinking I'm going to pick up my hand and grab that water, it might not right. go there. It Was goes it? slightly and, off or and and I turned out I had been doing all these weird things to compensate for my injury. Right. That that when I did them now in the in the corrected spinal position, it was causing um, all of these weird joint like ricochet problems, and I sprained both my hands. Wow! Um, Without doing so, anything, but no. <laughs> starting up the process of healing and being yep. more um, central with your spine being in the right direction. So it's like that whole like you have to unbreak you have to break something to reheal it. Yeah, the right and that has a lot to do. You know, you know, I'm into improv and everything, and neurons and synapses are the connecting pieces that create behavior. And so often, that's why improv is great because you, in this way, it's the opposite of what was happening to you. You break something to create something new. Well, in a way, that kind of does fit. Actually, that's exactly it, because we had to break the old patterns in order to create new correct patterns. And your brain can learn new patterning for. for And it did to adjust for and compensate for your injuries. So now you're just re going in the uh, corrective method. Exactly. And there's a lot of wonderful um, experts in neuromuscular re-education. That's what they call it. Um, wow. Feldenkrais. There's a number of other methods, people who specialize in this. But it's basically, you know, we are a collection of, of patterns that your brain has learned over a period of time of, of from birth to now, learning how to run, learning the basic blocks of walking, how to, what is the calculation when you reach your arm out and pick something up? Right. How does the that spatial change? Spatial. Dysfunction. Yep. Orientation. So we are just a program. All of these things are programs that have been developed at some point in time. And biological. If they become, biological. Right. <laughs> and if they become corrupted, you have to re-educate your brain. 
So I basically had to completely re-educate my brain. Um, it started with my hands, and it worked all the way down my body. So um, the hands were the worst part, and I think that's because there's so many nerve patterns. There's so much that you know you the dexterity required. So in your many hands connections. So, so many different ways that things can move, and different options. Yeah, that one that one took the longest. Um, and that was the most frustrating because I couldn't I open bet. my own front door. I couldn't brush my hair. I couldn't do my makeup. This is right when I'm dating my husband. Oh, right? my God. It was a woman's nightmare. I was oh. like, I couldn't shave my legs. Oh. I was like, this is. And you're in awful. L.A. Yeah, oh. It was awful. <laughs> it was worse. But my husband was amazing. He, like, came over to my house and he rigged the whole thing up with, like, police systems. He, like, got all these, like, ropes and bungees and ties and like tied them onto like handles so that oh, I could like pulley elbow systems. things. Pulley. Yeah, pulley. I thought you systems. said police systems. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pulley systems. So that I could like hook my elbow through things and like lean in order to open things. And oh, we wow. practiced like open things with my feet and my elbows what and like using to... walls and like <laughs> it wow. was and he made everything into a game. We explored new food groups, things that were easier to open and eat without your hands. Um, when I was really tired, he would feed me. Um, and he learned how to do my makeup. Oh, my God. He learned how to braid my hair. Oh, so my God. That is so awesome. I'm really crying now. It was, no, it was oh amazing. Oh, my God. And I have to say, like, you're going to make me cry. Because, like, um, and I think any woman would understand I mean, compared to my accident, which was with my actually fiance at the time, oh, wow. and being having my heart broken yeah. at the same time as your body, at the same time right. as your body being broken. I hadn't dated since the accident. Oh four my years. god! Because I just couldn't. It was like you know, it was it was so hard. And then to have this person come into my life and have me be totally broken. And have him just say, and "You barely I, know him, and you let him see you without makeup, and then he puts yes. it on for you, <laughs> and you can't even like hug him right because your arms right. don't work right." Exactly. Amazing. And we couldn't go anywhere. I could still barely walk. I was exhausted all the time. We just oh, wow. laid around and talked, and it was really boring. And we had a blast. Wow! And he was like, "I've been waiting what for an you, angel, my whole life." Yes, to Two this day, I think women everywhere other. are like, "Your husband rocks." I was like, "You know what? My husband does rock. Like, he's <laughs> an amazing man." And he was like, "I just, I've been waiting for you for so long." Um, he asked my father permission to ask me to to marry like officially like because he's hispanic old culture and exactly he asked permission and that my father actually said to him and during that conversation i found out later you know i don't know in what capacity christina physically is going to be able to you know is that are you going to be happy and matt said and at that time i was actually i think um i was in a wheelchair oh. for three months um oh. and my dad said you know I, this may not change you know we don't yeah. know Matt said, I don't care. Oh, my God. That's who she, who I want. And my dad, of course, his heart melted, and he just thought Matt was, like, the best guy oh, on the planet. Of course. Why would we? were all buddy-buddy, and I didn't know why they were, like, so buddy-buddy, which was adorable. <laughs> um, <laughs> Holy when, crap. When, this is yeah. the most amazing interview ever, and each one gets better and better. This is so amazing. Anybody, <laughs> does, does anybody have anything that can beat this in terms of their life? I don't think so. I think we're just going to have to talk about work from now on with any other guest. This is amazing. Amazing. It's and we're going to leave heart. it at that for right now. 
And if anybody, we're not even done with her yet. So this is just how she survived. And now we're going to find out how she thrives in, in the next part of our interview. Thanks for joining us so far, Christina. <laughs> You're awesome. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Wait till the next part. Hang on, folks. Hey there. Thanks for listening to Love That VoiceOver. Just a small quick break to say thank you so much. This is my passion project, which means, you know, I'm not making money on this. It's just my way to give back to the VO community, which has given me so much over the years. So this show is my way of passing it on. I also want to thank you for listening. I'm so glad you like it. If you don't mind taking a moment to get a little bit more involved and you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe to the show and rate the show with some stars or some comments. Go to lovethatvoiceover.com and sign up on the list and I'll send you notifications when I have new interviews, new guests. Also on Facebook, there's a Facebook page, Love That Voiceover. And on Twitter, you can chat with me after you've listened to a show. Just send me a note at lovethatvo. And now, back to the interview. And we were crying, and, um, and there was good reason for it, because it's been amazing what she's been through. Pick up Let's where go we back were. to career. Let's go back to career for a second. Sure. During, during to just tie it all back into voiceover. So d- just to show, and I'm a huge believer in, I mean, this whole experience just reaffirmed my entire just faith in humanity, mm-hmm. in love, in friendship, in keeping positive things only in your life. Um, I During this period of time, I really learned who my friends were and yeah. who, were, you know, who was not, yeah. um, who would look at me with pity and who would help me through it. Who were those? Who were those people? Right. Um, being in a wheelchair is a is a crazy experience, especially looking the way that I do, because people look at you with either skepticism, pity, um, curiosity. It's a very odd experience being right. in a wheelchair. Right. Um, and um, you're saying but, that you didn't look like you belonged in a wheelchair, but you were right, because you knew you, you couldn't. Yeah, and you're young. Yep. Yep. And, uh, but you know, people always, people always, I think that's just human nature. You want to yeah. know like what, what's going on what's with going that person? On? Yeah. You know, but I don't look older. I mean, I don't look like I'm, you know, elderly and, and I don't look drooling. like. weren't drooling. I mean, I wasn't yeah. drooling yeah. and I, I didn't have, I did had all my limbs. Right. So nobody could see right. what, what it was. Right. So, and those are all the main things that you usually see people in, in wheelchairs for. Mm-hmm. Um, so nobody could figure it out. Um, and it's difficult to have something very wrong with you that nobody can see. Um, it's just a bit, because a lot of times people think you're making something up, right? I'd be like, I can't lift that because I have a spinal injury. And people be like, oh, yeah, right. Oh, you know? my God. So that's an interesting sure. experience as well. But um, aside from that, I, I, again, going back to just faith and humanity, uh, my, my Uncle G, Gordon, during that time when I couldn't use my hands, I couldn't audition because I couldn't drive a home studio. I couldn't edit. I couldn't record. I couldn't right. even push the buttons. Right. I, my uncle Gordon for a year but and a half. But your speech was a always Fine. capable. That was working. Fine. Okay. Yep. So it was just like it was so bizarre. It was like I got my voice and that's it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uncle Gordon would get on. We figured out a way to do remote. Um, he would control my computer remotely. Awesome. And he recorded all my auditions for me every day, and he'd edit them, and he delivered them. Awesome. 
And that's we love you, Uncle Gordon. Right. And he made it possible for me to begin a career in L.A. And for that, I will always be. I mean, he is my guy. I adore Gordon. I've never met someone with such a big heart aside from my husband Mm -hmm. and maybe my father. Um, And um, I just I like to tell people that because I think so many of us have had really hard experiences in our life where our faith in humanity has been shaken or we've been hurt. And I'm not saying that that doesn't happen and it didn't happen to me. But for that, you know, when you're out there doing good things and when you are, you know, doing maybe what you're supposed to be doing or contributing or just, you know, when you have when all of these things are in the right place, there are people out there who are just truly just pure, beautiful, kind souls. And um, I'm just, I couldn't have done it with without him, without my husband to figure out how to elbow things open and um, and uh, take me to the beach in a wheelchair. And um, I just, it's, life is what amazing. What is your husband's first name? His name is Matt, Matthew. Thank you, Matthew, Matt. We love you too. We love this story and we love you and Gordon and her mom and pop. And it's just amazing. Yeah, all amazing. And every victory was like the whole family would be like, yay, I can walk for 20 minutes now. Yay, I can walk for 20 minutes now. Yay, I can type for half an hour now. Awesome. The typing is one to come. But that one came eventually and now I've been able to work. And I think a lot of people have said, you know, in the recently like who's who is this person like where did you come from and I know I've worked in VO for a long time but I was not socially involved with anything and then during my rehab I was very socially isolated because I couldn't go anywhere right I couldn't drive I couldn't leave I couldn't walk I couldn't do I couldn't drive and you weren't on the computer and social media either right so I was just nowhere right like and you were just working and taking phone calls yep I was remotely can help with the computer so I was totally, and I'm a very social person, so it was hard to be that isolated. Um, so the second I started feeling well enough to be able to type and interact, I just went nuts. So I'm like, literally, that's why people see me and I'm just like, wee! <laughs> Hi, Hi! Yay! What's up? You're awesome! Like, and that's because like, that's authentic. That's who I am because I have literally been alone by myself in a room <laughs> with very limited physical ability for a long time. Yeah. And um, it feels good to be myself again. And I just yeah. love people. I love being around people. Um, and uh, and that was why I also started the GVAA in a way because I, um, while doing my own career, voiceover is great and I've been doing more and more of that. Um, I like the social aspect. I had been alone for long enough. I wanted to be with people. I wanted to help people. I wanted to help people get information um, about how to approach voiceover in a way that was um, reliable and and clear with quality resources, um, because I think voiceover is such a challenging industry to navigate and to learn about and to find quality reliable resources. Yes, there, and in no fact, universe. that is why we met. In fact, yeah. because we have a common friend from the Bay Area, because that's where I went to high school and college and grew up. Kind of after that too, and um, and he put us in touch. And you know, that's basically what you were telling me when I first met you about, you know, we were talking about the GVAA or a global voice um, acting academy, global voice acting academy, but the website is globalvoiceacademy.com because the other one's really long. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, and that was one of the reasons why I was excited about you before I knew any of this, all this whole story about her whole physical accident, I had no clue of before our interview. I only knew about the global voice acting academy. Um, global voice 
academy.com. We're going to talk about work for a little while. We're going to leave that physical path. Um, yay. But yay! We are so <laughs> excited that you have this huge and awesome story because it's an invincibility story is what it is. And so you have become the invincible Christina Melizia. Yay! I love that. Yeah, I think I'm just tenacious. I Honestly, I think anyone who is presented with, okay, I can either go down and be in a wheelchair for the rest of my life or I can keep fighting. I, I honestly think people fight, you know? I think more people would fight than they realize that they would because it's just, you just, you want your life back. You right. want all of those things. You want to feel like yourself again. So I, I just think a lot of people, if you were cornered in that way and you had only those options, you would get it done. Um you, and you getting have- it done is not only including that. It also includes carrying the voiceover career forward. Right. Which you did not right. let go of during the entire time, correct? No. No, yeah. that was I knew that that was going to be um, you know, once I had more information about what my injury was and what the long-term plan for getting better was going to be, it was clear, you know, I would be able to do administrative work again, but there's certain things that I will never do again, and that's okay. Um, so but voiceover is still it became even more precious to me because it was something that I could do that no aspect of it had been taken away from me in, in any way. Um, I could still do that and be valuable and contribute and have fun and have a great creative outlet and, and that I could share what I had learned over my lifetime with other people. And, and that's really what became the most important aspect to me because, again, I've never, like, if you have your own career and you're in your own house and you're just, even when you achieve something really great, you turn around and there's nobody there to be like, hey, look. No. <laughs> and so I've never been as motivated to, to focus on my own career as much as to help and be with other people. It's just, I like being there for other people. I think that's just fun. I just enjoy that. And so um, that was more important to me. But through creating the GVAA, I've actually had to work on my own career at the same time because a lot of times I'd be teaching things that I wasn't doing all the time. <laughs> right. And, and well, like, it's hard to balance work. everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And well, so hang like, on. Hang on. Go we're going to come back and get into depth about the GVAA as she refers to it lovingly. And we're going to take a quick break and take some commercials. Do you want more wild abandon in your life? How about more time to practice character voices? Then hop on into voiceover improvisation. Yes, online on Skype from the great ease of your home studio. Learn more. Go to vo-improv.com or Twitter at voimprov. Fire up your neurons, baby. All right, back to the show. And we're back with Christine Melizia, and we are talking about GVAA, the Global Voice Acting Academy, Global Voices, globalvoiceacademy.com. And the balance in trying to start a school, essentially, is what you're trying to do and you not trying, doing. And let me just kind of orient people now. So I basically found out about Christina because of my improv 
education school uh, teaching stuff. And I came to her because she was interested in partnering with me some way. And the reason that I was excited to work with her is the passion that we both share very strongly, which is about offering things to people so that they're really getting a deal, they're getting the real deal, and they're getting something that's for their money because there are a lot of people out there. And I've said this on other interviews before, and we've had chats with other people about this that are talents that are, you know, really believers in this as well. There are a lot of other people quote unquote, people out there that are experts or whatever they're doing, they're just ripping people off. Or they're not just ripping people off, but they're they're ridiculously ripping people off and they're not giving them a sense of real knowledge or um, good advice. So it's not that they're just expensive. That's what I meant to say. It's not that they're just expensive. They're not even delivering. And so what Christina is trying to do, as I understand it, and then I'm going to let you elaborate, is... Well, you're trying to combat that. Exactly. I mean, that was really, um, I had been teaching at that point for, um, I think about six or seven years. Um, I started teaching at Voice One in San Francisco, which is owned by Elaine Clark. But obviously, as I became more social and, you know, studying more, um, you know, in terms of voiceover services and and coaching more, um, you know, I'd begun to get approached a lot more for, for coaching work, for character work. I had done, you know, um, things you mentioned, a lot of stuff for Leapfrog and um, Hasbro and um, uh, Monster High and Mattel and American Girl and uh, Nintendo Wii, um, uh, Jawbone, which was very cool. Um, and I, I've been, again, very fortunate to work a lot here in L.A. Um, and, uh, again, primarily because I'm bilingual and for, for a lot of my kids' stuff. Um, so, but with coaching, um, I began to realize that they're just, people were coming to me more and more saying, well, this is what I heard other, this is what I did at this other place. And some of the things that people were coming to me with were just like, Nightmare stories? Whoa! And I was appalled by the amount of money that people were spending to be completely misinformed and misled. And um, and it was just awful. And, and that has continued, although less and less now. Um, it hasn't, hasn't been anyone recently, but people would come to me with full websites that looked beautiful and fully produced demos. And they were not ready they were right. not ready to have made that demo. Or, I mean, there was even one that came to me and he had a very serious speech impediment. It wasn't an accent even. I mean, it was not. It was nothing like that. It was where, you know, regionalism, you know, you can market in a certain way. Right. This was a, a, a significant speech impediment. And no one, and I said, you do realize you have a, you know, a speech impediment. And he said, I do? And I said, nobody mentioned this to you ever? And he said, someone said something, but that it wasn't a problem. And he had literally dropped like five, six thousand dollars on all of this stuff. And it's like, I basically told him, well, we have to start over, you know? And I think it just broke his heart and it broke my heart to say so. But I just, I began to realize and do research that there were all of these companies out there doing it. And and there are good ones out there, absolutely. And with great quality coaches, but there, you know, there aren't... It's hard to find something reliable, and and voiceover isn't a part of the university scene yet, so these are all independent schools, independent organizations, and if you're a newbie or even an experienced professional, you find out who's good and who's not through word of mouth. And trial and error by hiring. (laughs) Right, and by that time, you've re-explained your life story and your goals how many times, and 
possibly had to repeat your work and and wasted valuable resources and, and you know, your time and finances. So I wanted to, I was like, you know, why we need to, I knew so many great coaches already. Elaine Clark, who again gave me my start in coaching mm-hmm. at Voice One and many of the coaches that I knew from her, you know, through working Circle, with yeah. that team. Right. So Doug, Doug Onoroff, who does our dialect work, uh, Brian Sommer was a good friend of mine who actually I met at Creativity. He's a tremendous character actor and coach. Um, David Rosenthal, um, who started Internet Voice Coach, who brought us right, together. Right. Um, we had done an interview, which I was invited to. I think originally um, Elaine also connected us, and um, he's become one of my best friends in the whole world. Um, he's amazing. <laughs> I just love him. And a couple of other, I, I'm just kind of blanking at the moment, but uh, through various aspects, um, I had I knew all of these just top, 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 top level coaches. And they were all kind of teaching out of their house, but none of them, there was no organized, centralized system. There was no way for people to find all of these wonderful coaches. You know, it was all just by chance. And I said, why? We should all get together and create something that's high quality and reliable. And become so a hub people, in essence. Right. Exactly, because that's how people are people are finding everything these days. Not, I mean, word of mouth still is important, but the internet has become the huge way to find anything. Right, YouTube. Yeah. So we need to. Would it would it not be more effective to all join together um, and provide something that's very very high quality and be that one place where people knew that they could go and find something that was going to be just absolutely excellent education um, in voiceover. And my my ultimate goal eventually is I would love to see us integrated into the university scene. So if people do visit the site, you'll see that I did all my branding in that way. We have like a crest. Um, right, right. I, it looks I, very I, academic. <laughs> it does. <laughs> That's how we wanted it to be. And um, because that is my hope that we will go in that direction. Our Two of our team members, Joyce Castellano, and um, and Ganguza both already teach um, college courses, which is a start, which is great. Yeah. Uh, Doug Onoroff provides certification for different dialect coaches, um, and we're going to incorporate that at some point in the future. Um, but in the meantime, my goal was to just collect some of the very best coaches I could find out there that I knew did good work. But beyond them doing good work, people who were truly passionate about voiceover and about teaching, people who cared about their students deeply, people who were willing to be mentors, because it's not just about coaching, it's about a lifetime relationship. It's about support for the individual as a whole in terms of not just a skill set, but in terms of career direction. And um, I think that that's just so important for anybody receiving an education, whether you are a newbie or you're just or you're an experienced professional and you'd like to expand into a new genre. Everyone needs guidance and and could use professional um, professional help from from someone who has more years of experience than you do, especially in the the genre that you want to go in. Exactly. I originally, when I created it, I actually originally created it for professional voice actors only because I saw it as a, as a place where you could go and study with some of the very top people in the field to expand your skill set and to improve. It wasn't originally for people who were new to voiceover. Um, Since then, uh, though, you've, you've added that level. I've added that. So, yeah, now we, we do both and we do it for everyone. Um, and again, we are still very new. We've only been open for, you know, a year um, and we continue to make improvements all the time, expanding the team, although we will never be a giant team. So at a certain point, we will not hire anyone else. And that is because 
I have my major, like the people who really just are true experts and specialists in each genre. Um, you are my improv specialist. (laughs) Beyond that, I don't need more and more coaches. I want us to be able to meet and talk about our students to know so that we can strategize together. Right. Um, what the best solutions are for people. So it's a much more personalized business structure. Um, It's not just an education that's a cookie cutter version or a formula. We create or or working in silos. What you're also saying is it's not this one student who works with this one coach and they're off having their own relationship. What you're also trying to bring in is this coach comes back and says, okay, well, if this person wants to go now into the character or explore that area, they're going to talk to this person who teaches that within the GVAA. And so now we're talking amongst each other to find out how that's going to work and what the, you know, what the things are to watch for. There's a lot of coaching and then there's also classwork as well. Right. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. And I just, I mean, the reason why I wanted that was because I think it's hard for anyone who studies voiceover. You have to start over with every coach. And I thought, would it not be more valuable if we all just yeah. Talk to each yeah. other. I can imagine that very easily. Yeah. It's it's phenomenal and people are thrilled. And then the coaches sit there and they strategize, okay, this person does this, but they still need help in this area. And in the same way we still refer and, and support each other and we get to know each other. And and with many things, especially in demo production, having a couple of different people review the demo production, it's no longer one subjective person's opinion right. anymore. Right. Um, you That's have great. maybe two or three demo producers who have an eye on it. And so we sit and we discuss um, advantages and disadvantages to having different things on it. We re- review each other's work without having too many people, obviously. But um, And I think we have a much better result because of that, because we have multiple minds looking at um, at each person. So um, I think it's a unique business model in that in that way. So. Yeah, well. Well, and you know, and and I'm really happy to be a part of it. And uh, that's I'm so global. I know, me too. And, <laughs> and we basically start in 2016, right? So, yeah, um, for anybody we'll listening, globalvoicesacademy.com. So you can check Global that out. Voice Global Voice Academy. See, that was my thing. I don't know. Dyslexia adds things sometimes. No, you're good. You're good. (laughs) So let's go back to Christina's career. Let's take a quick break and come back to Christina's career. Until next time, thanks for listening to Love That Voiceover. Lots of love to you. You sexy, beautiful, adorable person. Take care. Thank you for joining us on Love That Voiceover, where we explore the people and projects behind the microphone in depth. Hello, you fabulous, sexy, and amazing listeners of Love That Voiceover. And welcome back to Episode 5 with our guest, the indomitable VO artist, Christina Melizia. In this episode, I promise you will not be moved to tears. But you will want to absorb the golden nuggets of tips as Christina unveils the purpose and activities of her company, the Global Voice Acting Academy, where she is CEO. And oh yeah, she created that company while she's been sick too. Indomitable. Let's jump right in. We're back and uh, we're basically now going to find out now. So this woman went from being in a wheelchair, not being able to use her hands and having to use pulley systems to open refrigerators or doors or whatever and to have a remote person run her computer so that she could get voiceover auditions and sessions done now this woman is fully capable fully physically back is that correct 
pretty much. I'm about 90%. Absolutely okay. 95. And it gets better every day. That's so. fantastic. Congratulations. Yay. Thank you. Yay. Amazing. I love like doing housework now. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> You can come over here. I could do dishes. <laughs> wow, that's so awesome. And she does her own makeup too. I do. <laughs> he, he was really slow. Oh, it. well, it's tough when you've never had the experience and you're brand new at drawing. <laughs> that's basically what well, makeup no, is. Actually, he's an artist. So I was really lucky. Oh, you I was were. Really lucky. Yeah. yeah so, and that's why that's probably why he was willing to do it. He got really serious about it and he took like reference pictures and he'd like that's pull awesome. them up and like right. look at the ref and like, awesome. you know, it was. Oh, my really God. Cute. So now she's beyond that. She's able to do it herself. I don't know if they have any private moments where that's good switch back but whatever and <laughs> and she's married and she started an academy to try to get a university connection with voiceover so that things become a little bit more let's say um, acceptable in terms of pricing and value and delivery of product for voiceover um, uh, education then I want to go back to your career and sure. I want to, you know, obviously you're still working and I imagine that the majority of your income is really about voiceover, right? It's still voice. It's not the school. The school has taken up time, but it's yeah. something you're building. So yeah, exactly. And uh, that's definitely more a labor of, of love, love at this point. And, and that's how it is with most, you know, startups. Um, the first three years are, yeah. you know, and SEO and all of the additional expenses right. and, and just getting everything set up. And I expected that. But this is my baby. So it's like, that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And I love uh, it. Yeah, it's, it's building a new voiceover. road so. and you've got to pave some things before you can have the free flowing traffic on it. Right. So well, and it's made me a better voice actor, to be honest, because I, I'm now surrounded by some of the best people in the industry. And um, and I get to watch their classes and yeah. I get to watch. <laughs> I get to like research and I and I have to research like on a daily basis and just to keep up with everything and make sure I know as much as possible. And it's definitely improved yeah. my own work. Yeah, so. I can imagine. I can imagine. I understand that. What about your work now? So tell us what's happening with your work and where you're at and with all of the things that have happened. How long have you been healthy, even if it's at 90, 95 percent? How long have wow. you been, you know, basically back? I've I've been I was probably about 80 percent when I started the GVAA, mm -hmm. and I've really only been at about 90% for um, six months or so. Not okay. very long. Six months. I only started driving four months ago. Okay. Um, and uh, so it really, it has not been very long. No. Um, uh, I have an assistant who helps me with typing, which is great because I just, I can't do it all. Um, okay. Some administrator. And also if I have a bad day, then he'll come over and help out, which right. is just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so I have help. Um, my team is, is amazing and supportive as well. When I can't do stuff, people are very understanding. But for the most part, I mean, I type like, you know, seven hours a day now, which is okay. great. So okay. I can do I can do almost everything. I swim, I exercise and awesome. all of the above. So it's been but only about six months. So right. for me, I'm just energized. Like I'm just so energized because I'm just honestly, I'm so happy to just be alive <laughs> yeah. and well. Yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm on a high like constantly. Like yeah. It's pretty hard to get to bump me out because I'm just like I'm here I'm talking yay, to people yay, yay. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so tell us about how it's going with the career itself with the voiceover what your new latest gigs are okay um so lately I mean honestly I, I went on a mission to get more you know have more agents and all of the above so I've, okay. I've through I have three agents now um 
aside from LA, San Francisco, and uh, uh, and Chicago. I'm also on the roster for another company called like Ang Audio, and they send me auditions every day too. So I'm just sort of like literally, I have so many auditions on a daily basis. That's I can't even keep up most of the time. So that's fantastic. That's um, great. What about? I, let me let me. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just want to target a certain area of your business that you haven't really spoken to up until now, and I I know that you've learned so much. Um, but what have you been able to do aside from just maintaining your physicality? Because I know that was a huge part of your life and a lot of your money. How do you keep your business successful? I know that you have these auditions coming in on a regular basis mm-hmm. now, but has it always been like that? Give us a sense of your marketing and your sales and your networking strategy. Yeah. What you've well, been able you know, to accomplish. I mean, my focus in the last, you know, uh, six years really has been my health. That's been the most important exactly, thing. So yeah. my business and marketing has always um, come second. And, and when I got married, um, I was able to relax a little bit more in terms of like my voiceover marketing because it was like a little bit less stressful financially. So okay. that was really great. But in terms of my own marketing and how I um, keep busy, most of my work has been from home, to be honest. You know, I, I definitely work through my agents, um, but the majority of my income comes from my own home business, which I'm sure is a fairly common story now. I was very fortunate just in the uh, last, just very recently, um, not super recently, but over the past year or so, to get into the mobile gaming market. Okay. Um, so that's been my primary area of income this whole past year um, with Monster High thrown in and still Mattel work with the dolls. Um, I do at least a couple a year usually. Um, and those are, those are nice. Um, those, those are nice. They're still nice. <laughs> they're still nice. Yeah, they're very great. good. Um, love those. Uh, Especially living in Los Angeles, which, by the way, for anybody listening, because we have a worldwide audience, but to put it in a little bit of perspective, she's living in one of the most expensive parts of the United States. L.A. and New York are probably the top two most expensive. San Francisco and Chicago are right around there. So just to give you guys an understanding, it's really expensive to live in Los Angeles. And I know she said she got married and that gave a sense of kind of, you know, not a sense of like, but just a sense of, yeah, ah. like she yeah, it was can- much more relaxed because he, he does, you know, he's very lucky as an artist to make a, a good income. But yes, we're very fortunate. Um, we're able to live comfortably in Santa Monica. Monica, which is fantastic. Which is, which so. is a huge up and very expensive at this point because I used to live there and it's it's even after the crash of the recession, quote unquote recession, it really didn't affect that market whatsoever in terms of no. rentals and housing. No, nope. no, nope. it didn't. Nope. You guys didn't <laughs> see any kind of a dip there. So yeah, I know all about it. I just wanted to make that aside because I think that's kind of relevant. Yeah. I think financial, I mean, of course, like any voice actor, you know, there are months when you have a ton of work and there are months where you don't get a single job. That's just, that's just the industry. Right. It's always been that. And of course, that was my greatest fear of why I didn't want to ever do voice voiceover full time. Um, in terms of like, you know, my methodology, I'd always just save everything, you know, and put a save 50% so that I had all that, you know, and I, I'm very very detailed about my expenses. And I think that's one thing that some voice talents um, or actually actors as well are not terribly organized about. That's right. And it makes a difference. I get a refund every year because I am very detailed about um, my expenses. And I've spent time with my accountants um, making sure that 
um, you know you what know, to do in advance. Which so. categories are covered? And if you, unless you sit down with an accountant and really find out all those areas, you could be missing just a huge amount. I mean, every year I usually get at least two thousand dollars back, um, sometimes three, and and that's always amount that I can save for that's a cushion awesome. for a bad month. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's worth it to put that time in, or um, or I can invest in a new demo or something in, in my voiceover education. Right. So, right. Um, Honestly, just being very detailed about that has been a huge part of just so my, that's my a gold nugget for people is really making <laughs> sure you understand how you can best formulate for your taxes so that mm-hmm. you're you're not making you're not leaving anything on the table. Yep. And your accountants will love you because you'll be all organized with your spreadsheets and stuff. And there's so many phone apps for it now. Like I have phone apps for my expenses. So and it all goes into a chart. It all goes into the cloud. And I transfer the whole thing over to my accountant. And being that I'm very um, I forget everything right away. (laughs) So I just do it right away and then it's over. And then I just as long as I do it right away, then it's there forever. Right. So. Um, but there's things that people don't think about that you could deduct. So do do spend that time because it makes a difference. Absolutely. Um, Very important. I mean, to, to, to think that you're making these big, big gigs and then you're still getting a couple grand back uh, every year. That, that means yep. something's really, really being yep. fine tuned and handled right. We're going to take a quick break. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Love That Voiceover. I'm so glad you're enjoying this. And you know what? You've helped me pass a huge milestone. We've had over 115,000 downloads since we launched in January 2012. Woohoo! Yes. You guys are awesome. Wow. I'm glad that you're liking it. I really am because Love That Voiceover is my passion project. It's my way of giving back to this amazing world of voiceover and a way to pass things on. So many people have given so much to me over the years. You know, it's something I enjoy and you guys get to enjoy it too. Now, would you be so kind to please help Love That VoiceOver get a little more noticed? If you can, any or all of the following will be really easy for you to do and would really help. If you're listening on iTunes, subscribe and rate the show with stars. Multiple stars, please. On Facebook, please like the public page Love That VoiceOver and join the private group. Love that voiceover, of course. <laughs> Our Twitter is at Love That VO, so chat with me there too. And there are links to all of this on the website, lovethatvoiceover.com. Now, back to the interview. Do you find marketing or self promotion necessary at this point with three agents and yada yada? Absolutely. I think everybody, you know, again, uh, the agencies give you a lot of opportunities, but it's very competitive. Yep. And if you can develop some some great clients that you have reliable work from, um, I have a, a number of clients that I do either video game work, independent video game for small companies, or um, I have one wonderful client that I just <laughs> love in uh, Hong Kong. Oh. And I do, um, I do children's stories for him um, for different web series. And uh, this recently I did a series of children's audiobooks and I do all the voices and and those are always just wonderful because it's just hours and hours and hours of work and we usually do at least one big project a year sometimes two and those are great um and then uh recently I do a lot of independent work for various toy companies across the country and um, demo work is sort of my specialty so in terms of we are going to show this toy or this product and we need this yesterday and oh, we need okay. it to be around in two seconds and we just need you know, five different voices. We need a little girl, we need a little boy, we need a mom, we need a fairy, 
and we need a cow or just whatever it is yeah. happens random we need barbie we need you know whatever it is and so a lot of i do a lot of sound alike work for toy companies where they just they just need something quick and you know honestly you know cheaper yeah right. <laughs> and again i can do it for half an hour out of my house and it's done and it's easy so it's great. So I do yeah. a lot of that. Um, and they're grateful because I can turn it around really fast. They don't have to deal with agents. They don't have to deal with um, anything else. So yeah. they love the home studio thing. Having a great home studio is absolutely essential. It really is. Make it a priority. People will be thrilled. I can't tell you how many auditions I see now from agencies now that say, we want someone, only talent with home studios. Yeah, we can't I've afford se- a studio. Yeah, I'm yeah. seeing that too. Yeah, no. What I was going to say, and, and mobile game apps has been the the recent one, which has just been so cool. I think I've done sixteen or seventeen um, in the last you know eight months or so, and those are those are that's my next big project because I don't think there's anyone really out there just destroying the mobile game market as a voice actor. Not that I've heard of anyway, and I've know, found I this know. amazing <laughs> in. Yeah, so I was just like, wow, and the work is great. Oh my god, I just. Well, I can and do I've it been again. told that that's great work. So I've heard that that's a an up and coming, and that I right. heard a few years, several years ago. So, so yeah, I think that's where character actors are going to go. You know, yeah. I mean, because animation is getting weirder and harder. Um, and then aside from you know, kind of cartoon series. Um, so that's been my big project now is that I'm just gonna I'm making giant lists of mobile game companies, and um, I just created a new video reel that I can market to toys and game companies. That's why I made that new reel so I that they it. have a yep. That was specifically so that I can approach mobile game companies. So all of it, you can see the interface of all the mobile games I've done, video games, so that they have a very visual way of picturing what I can do for their game. How their voice applies, how your voice applies to their work. Yeah. Right. So that's my next big plan in terms of marketing because that's been incredible work. I've been doing at least one a month, sometimes two a month. And um, I, I provide my own professional editor, and um, and we turned around within 24, 48 hours, and I make, you know, three or four hundred dollars. Yeah, spring. that's really good. Let me ask you a question. So your life experience so far created a lot of experience that you can draw from to have references for moving forward, mostly with your professional work is what I'm referring to, from your parents and their musicality and that. And then since working as a kid and working with creativity, all of these amazing experiences that feed you information that you're not even really thinking about, but it gets absorbed, right? So now you're also now running this new academy. So my first question in positioning it this way is, what do you see out there that you think is like the biggest gap of information that people coming to you have in terms of what they need to know as a voice actor? Um, I think it's just understanding what a voice actor really does and how much work it requires to really be a professional. I think becoming a voice actor has become very trendy in a way. A lot of people want to get into voiceover because it sounds Mm. cool and they think it sounds like it's going to be easy or they think it's glamorous. I'm not sure. People think that it's a lot easier than it really is, and I don't think they realize just quite how competitive and, and how hard you have to work every day. Which is funny because I, I, you know, it's like anything else. Everything takes hard work, you know, or even a college degree is that kind of work. You know, there's nothing that you can just wake up and do. But for some reason, a lot of people seem to think that you can with voiceover, Um, and even with professional talents. You know, they even if they're very good. 
the marketing side of it. You know, they have a really hard time with that. Um, and, you know, I did in the beginning as well. And that's all has to be part of the education of being a freelancer. It's, it's not just I, talking into a mic, whatever you think that means, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever misconceptions you might have or conceptions. It's also about running a business. Right. Yeah. And reaching reaching your audience and, and networking and, and honestly being social. Like I, I make so many connections through social media and, and through just talking with people and forming relationships. Um, I get new casting opportunities from other experts that I connect with, which is, you know, wonderful yeah. opportunities. And yeah. I think people, there are people who feel like obligated to do social media for marketing. And it's oh. like, I, I don't. I don't feel like that's the way to go about it. I mean, I have a good time. Like, right. I'm just having a good time out you there. You know, I can I get think, sucked in, in fact. <laughs> that's the danger. I love Facebook. I'm completely addicted. And, like, I just have to say, it is the most authentic thing in the world. Because I'm just having so much fun yeah. that I can type. I'm like, I can type! <laughs> Yay! And just, oh, my God. I have fun also time. putting the little the little stickers. Yep. Stickers are fun. Really geeky like that. I love the little stickers. I'm going to find the right sticker for this comment! But, you know, that's the biggest gap is just how to navigate voiceover as a career. Yeah. Um, and that, okay. that was actually the very first webinar I did for the GBAA YouTube channel. Okay. We have a YouTube channel oh, where we right. post educational webinars. And um, and I didn't want to do like a little 10-minute teaser. I wanted to do like full educational webinars. And people were like, are you sure you really want to do that? Because just giving away information. I was like, I don't care. Let's do it. Because you know? <laughs> it's like, I mean, because everyone, even if you do a lot of coaching, you need feedback. You know, yeah, yeah and yeah. I think coming from like being really poor growing up, I want to give people knowledge. So if yeah. they can't afford coaching, then they can make some progress right. and study. I right. think that's so cool. And yeah. Bill Dewey does does that. Yes, and, you know, he's my inspiration for a lot of the way that you know my marketing and the way that I do things because he's so generous with his time and his information. Yes, and he is, and he's so good. He's really good. Yeah. He's legit. And he's what he told me. He told me. He said the best way to market is to give things away. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I could do that. Okay. But, so, but I, again, I just, I think YouTube is just the, such, it's the, it's now and it's the future. So, I mean, I was like, okay, I'm just going to make like full PowerPoint lectures on voiceover. So I think the first one I did, it's almost two hours long um, and did one wow, that was almost two awesome. hours long. We'll come right back after this quick break. Hey, do you want to improve your voiceover skills? Yes. And increase your performance range, flexibility, and speed? (laughs) Yes. Well, how about time to play with character voices? Then hop on into voiceover improvisation. Yes, online on Skype from the great ease of your home studio. Learn more. Go to vo-improv.com or Twitter at voimprov. Fire up your neurons, baby. All right, back to the show. You also intended when you first started the Academy was to kind of target your your more voiceover mm-hmm. full-time people. You know, what is it that you can pick up that they're they're needing to have? Well, I try to keep a dialogue going with the people that, you know, I work with all the time to find out what is it that you need? What is it that you want? What is it that would be helpful? Um, and most of the time from seasoned professionals... There's usually two things. One that's marketing, of course, because everyone just wants to learn how to manage be their businesses better and focus their efforts appropriately, not be wasting time, right. um, how to maximize their efforts, basically. What markets should they be focusing on? What's a better niche for them? Um, should they be expanding in a new place? So it's really 
for people who are very good, a lot of times it's either, you know, that marketing aspect or expanding into a new genre that will make them more versatile or um, valuable to their talent agencies um, or to their current client list. Makes sense. You know, and that's why, and I'm a big believer in in being more versatile because, I mean, that's the thing that started my career was being versatile. And to this day, I feel very grateful for being bilingual because, like, I mean, almost any casting person or or talent roster is like, oh, you're bilingual? Okay, come. Like, yeah. I, I don't have to, like, yeah. regardless. I mean, if I'm terrible, obviously, they're not going to take me, but I fulfill a niche for them, which is yeah. hard to fulfill. It is, yeah. And so, you know, when you're versatile, if you have somebody that can do promo and commercial and narration and character work and they can sing and they speak two languages, who's not going to want you? Right. That's awesome. Right. You know? Right. So, and I think that, you know, as voice actors, we have to be as versatile as possible because the opportunities are, are random as best. (laughs) You're right. You're right. It is random. That's true. And it's random as much as we try to make it science like, right. Too. Cause we try to target. Let me ask you a quick question though, about where you see the industry in the future from your vantage point. If you're forecasting, if you did have a crystal ball, what do you think is really coming down the road? Oh, that's a really good question. I get into this uh, discussion a lot with, with various other experts yeah. in the field. Um, no, no, I'm just trusted colleagues and, and yes, friends. Yes. Um, I've, and, and in recent discussions, because there's been a lot of political stuff about, you know, different rates dropping and, and you know, the roundtables and online casting and um, whether or not the union is as, as involved as it could be and all of these types of you know, things have come as up. it should be or, yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Well, just saying, that's what I <laughs> hear people complaining yeah. about. <laughs> so, I, I will say that in terms of where I think it's going, there's one thing that I that I see very consistently, which is we're all communicating a lot more, and I mm-hmm. love that. You know, for those who are not involved on social media groups or LinkedIn groups or any of those, do it because you learn so much just by seeing what other people Absolutely. are experiencing. Absolutely. It did not used to be possible. And now oh, it is. Oh, no, I know. In fact, when I started voiceover, there was nothing online because that was the year 2000. I went to physically to go to auditions at that point still. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. And then I moved and I took a break actually from all acting. Point being, when I came back, it was 2009 and 2009, boom, LinkedIn was like this amazing place to get like total help. And I have, uh, I received all kinds of mentorship in small and larger ways from different people who were offering their experience. You know, J.S. Gilbert, Ed Victor Mm -hmm. are two people I immediately think of because they gave me so much. And so, you know, thank you guys. Social media was there. And in that circle, it was LinkedIn. And um, it's still there. It's not the same since Facebook has evolved and since Twitter has evolved. But Mm -hmm. it's a place to actually really feel like you're in touch. And I absolutely live far away from everybody. And I definitely feel in touch. And that's really cool. (laughs) I mean, I'll be like glowing after a fun messaging exchange or different. There's social media apps like and I mean, David Rosenthal is literally one of my best friends in the whole world. We have spent 
a total of 15 minutes together in person our whole lives. Uh. And we are like the such close friends. <laughs> and it's like, we've only been in the same room together. That just 15 Short minutes. Short period, ever. right, right, right. And it's just with webcam and with all of these options, there's, you know, you can really make lasting connections. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's a substitute for going outside and being in the world or it's anything. Not, but, it's not, but. But in a, in a community of But for those of, of us who are stuck in booths, you know. Yes, <laughs> It's my water cooler. And you know what? I learn a lot on Facebook groups. People post, you know, different issues they're experiencing, professional dilemmas yes. and questions. And, and it's a great education. People post uh, wonderful links and resources. And I think it's just a tremendous way to, to stay on top of, of what's going on. And, and, you know, be a person, too. That's why it's not just like... I have a little fun. Yeah, I'm very silly. Anyone who sees my stuff, like, I mean, if you don't know, like, that's really, I'm that really, I'm that silly. I'm just one of the silliest people you will ever meet. Um, I definitely think I'm the silliest CEO I've ever heard of. I, that's awesome. I, yeah, I'm, I was going to say, the fact that we're all connected, I think, is amazing. And I think that we have to grab onto that opportunity because our community and our industry, there are things happening in it. And I think we have the power to join together and make things happen in our industry. So I think that's where things are going is, you know, if things are changing, we have to all be a part and actively involved in being educated in the know and um, and contributing so that we can have a good grasp on, on where our industry is going. Because I think we're experiencing right now what I call the internet revolution, yeah. so to speak. But, but basically, you know, it's what Amazon changed for everyone. It's what, when everything went from um, books to, to online, online e-readers and Kindle. From, from, when, yeah, from brick and mortar stores mm -hmm. to online ordering and exactly. delivery. Exactly. Yeah. You know, in the music industry, CDs to MP3s, I think we're going through that right now. Where everything now, you can connect directly to production companies. There's online casting options. The union and old models are starting to need to be updated. But I think within that, there is, there is good and there is bad. And it's just our job as a community to stay in touch and talk about it and discuss it so that we can create something that we all feel good about and happy about and um and you know drive where that where that change is going so anyway that was sort of what i wanted to just make awesome sure I awesome thank okay. you no thank so, you for that well, well listen, I, just, I know i've had you for a ton of time i so i so have enjoyed it and i still wonder can you give me a little bit more time so we can do the fun yeah. q a game the love that voiceover quiz it. can we do it yeah Okay, I was like, so... I love games. Oh, it's really, really fun. With <laughs> Ready. All right, so every answer you give is right. There's no wrong answer. It's really, really fun that way. So what is your current favorite color? Oh, I'm really into magenta. Oh, my God. Me? Like, I'm fuchsia. Too? Fuchsia, it's really close. Yeah. It's, like, oh, yeah. really close. Totally. Totally. If you look at my website, it's all magenta fuchsia. And that's what Love That Improv VO is, too. Oh, yeah. It's black and white and fuchsia, basically. It's like girly, but with a little oomph. Yeah, there's you know? some there's some meat there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's the difference between pretty and, like, deep passion. It's like this kind of <laughs> hip awesome. in between. That's right. That's what I think. That's right. So. It's like flirty with passion. Yeah. Maybe yes. there's something else there. It's feminine, too. But it yes. doesn't mean just feminine. It's not right. pink. It's not the same exactly. as pink. Okay, now that everybody understands. <laughs> Let's just clarify so the meaning of the <laughs> What's your current favorite song? Oh, God. I, I don't know. know. Maybe one that you've done lately because you sing. 
Oh God, those songs too that you record, they stay in your head forever. Like it's, <laughs> I remember songs are recorded like 10 years ago. Um, oh, okay. Honest- what, what's the most recent song you did on Smule? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Singing in the bathtub. That's awesome. Singing in the bathtub. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Is that how it goes? Song. I heard I did, it somewhere yeah. before. I listened to you bathtub. do it too. No, you did. <laughs> and then I went on to Smule and I spent like five hours on Smule doing terrible, I, terrible stuff. But I did so sing funny. Piano Man and I got over 10,000 points on how accurate it was. Well, there you go. <laughs> but it's all I private, did. so no one can listen. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's so fun. So I got fun. all my students to sign up for it too. Like, it's uh, adorable. I'm yeah. like doing it with my it's students. It's addictive. And, it's addictive. It's I will do one with you. I'll do a Smule <gasps> with you. You want to do a Smule? Okay. Yes, okay, let's we're do a Smule. So okay. we'll figure that out later. What's your favorite okay. beverage or cocktail? Cocktail? Oh. <sighs> I do really like a good margarita, but um, if when it comes to just beverages in general, I am a total slave to not a slave. I control it. Okay, I control it. <laughs> but I love Cherry Coke Zero. It's just oh. like it must be like liquid crack or something. I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> Probably. It's amazing. <laughs> I haven't tried that one. I'm not a soda person, so I'm a uh, water. You know, I'm a water. I control my soda intake because it's not great. For <laughs> yeah, you voice, do have so. to control it. <laughs> I mean, it's a good idea to control it, I guess. I don't mean you have to control it. <laughs> control it! <laughs> what, is the f- what is your current favorite item in your closet? Uh, First thing okay. that comes to mind. Um. <laughs> I know, that's why this is a fun game. Like, what's in my closet? Um, probably my swimming stuff. I really like swimming, ah. so... I have a snorkel. I'm really nerdy. I swim with a snorkel. Yeah. Because of my small injuries, so it, like, I can't like flip my head around for like rapid breathing. So yeah, yeah. With- Plus, it's hard to do the breathing. So I'm, I'm the coolest girl in the pool for sure. Okay, so what color is your snorkel? <laughs> or is it clear? All clear? It's clear with like blue trim. See? So. I knew there was color there. I use the snorkel too, but I've gone to the swimming <laughs> goggles instead. Oh, yeah. All right, sweet. Now a little more introspective. Growing up when you were a child, even though you were doing voices when you were eight years old and getting paid for it, can you go out and remember something else about your life? What was the name of your best friend? Oh, his name was Sean. Awesome. Tell us something you remember about Sean. He was um, fantastic. He was just kind of a skinny, kind of nerdy guy. Mm-hmm. But um, but he was a blast. I was a total tomboy as a girl. And we played a lot of baseball and played in the mud and had wars. And, you know, I was not a girly girl growing up. And, I love um, it. He was great. So awesome. I actually, poisoned, I accidentally poisoned him once. Which oh, my God. I made him eat like this flower and he got really sick. Oh, my and God. And now they're forget. trendy, you know, trendy in the salad. The flower yeah. and the salad. It's I guess it wasn't that, that kind. Flower, oh my god! <laughs> you're you're like that that what is that character? Alice. Annie. No. Annie? <laughs> There's a little too much of me in Annie. I think, <laughs> that one. Uh, that's awesome. People who know me really well are like, oh, that's you. Uh, that's yeah. Describe the character Annie from League of Legends in case somebody doesn't know. Annie is an eight-year-old girl, and she's really happy and puffy, and she likes to blow things up and set them on fire. And people, Um, too, in the games. She puts people on fire. She's wicked. She's She's wicked. 
I like to think of her as just naughty. Naughty. <laughs> I don't think she. I think she just really not likes quite fire. wicked. She doesn't right. know the consequences. So. Oh, anyway. okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know. So that's good. So that's why even I needed to know. <laughs> All right. Sweet. So, what guilty pleasure do you let yourself indulge in? <sighs> I eat frozen yogurt and peanut butter <laughs> mixed together. No, oh, okay. no, those are separate things. But every once in a while, just a giant tablespoon or two of peanut butter. I mean, is there anything better than that? I mean, it's, it's pretty just good. Like, well, chocolate. <sighs> Sorry, chocolate Mixed doesn't together. do as much okay. for me. <laughs> I get no, cravings not, for chocolate. It's really I'm crazy. weird. Like I feel like most women do, and I don't. No, I'm I used just... to always eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches when I came home from high school. So I totally get it. I'd watch the Flintstones and eat that. So I like peanut it butter. By itself. Wait a minute, cute. chunky or smooth? Oh, you know, I like chunky personally. Me too. I'm good. High five. <laughs> High five. <laughs> now, since so. you didn't mention this in the earlier part of the interview, please explain how you use your voiceover talent with telemarketers. <gasps> <laughs> I haven't done it in a while, but I do do that. Because um, they get, they. it's the best way. It's the best way. So you it's have, telemark- hello, oh. um, I'm, I'm, um, hi, is this Chris? Christina Milzia, Mil, Milizia. Yeah, that, that's, that's me. Uh, can I speak to the, uh, the, the parent in your household? Um, I live, I live alone. I live by myself. What? <laughs> and that's the end of the conversation usually. So I'll just basically like speak as if it's me, which is that I'm the adult of the household, and I'll say that nobody else lives with me, and then they, they don't know what to do, and so they go away. <laughs> that's it's awesome. Fabulous. The only other thing I've ever done is I just lose my mind sometimes. Like one time someone called, and I was like, stop calling. freak out that's awesome that was fun i think that that this this has to become a staple part of the love that voiceover quiz because so many voiceover talents come up with these great ways to handle telemarketers there are great stories it's so true it's so true i love it what is your most treasured possession oh uh, probably anything my husband's given me um, I, I, every, you know, I keep every note he ever writes to me, mm. um, even if it's on a post-it and scribbled somewhere. Like one time on like, uh, I was stressing about my weight and then I discovered a little post-it on the scale and it said, you are beautiful. No need to worry about it. Oh and it was just like gosh. stuff like that. Like he just, um, he is a heart melter. Like wow, he just he's an angel and we need notes. to duplicate him. We need to yes. clone him. I, I think the world would benefit. Um, <laughs> I was very lucky, and I just uh, anything he gives me or does for me, he um, has you know painted things for me and um, just done just tremendous things for me that no one else has ever done. And oh, wow, pretty that's much wonderful. Just yeah, him. Okay. Him. Yeah, he's really. probably my greatest. There you possession. go. His he is. There you go. That's the yeah. answer. That's awesome. What now? Not anything you've already attempted. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Could you imagine having fun attempting? Oh, goodness. That's a really good question. Oh, that's really tough. I have various things. I really love animals, to be honest. And like, snakes. I just love, <laughs> yes, snakes. Um, I love horses. I would have loved to just, like, have been one of those weird nature documentary dorks or, like, animal oh. trainer. That would have been really fun. Yeah. 
I don't know. Aside from that, that's probably. That's oh, good. I always wanted to fly or be a pilot. I was Ooh, nice. That's really outside the box there. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Now, this question is very introspective, and it's the last one of the quiz. What will or how will you define yourself, or when will you define yourself as truly successful? Uh, I think I already am, and that's because I'm happy. Um, I'm, I've never been happier in my entire life. And I think um, when you... I think when you almost die and then you have to fight tooth and nail to just be able to go outside and take a walk. Um, and then when you're surrounded with people who love you and you're not even sure why they're so amazing, but you're just grateful. Um, and, you know, on top of that, being allowed to, to work in the thing that you love and, and, and can still do and are very passionate about and, mm-hmm. and have a blast doing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm thrilled about life. And so, I mean, that success to me is just, Everyone has their own version, I guess, but I, I'm happy. And that's really, isn't that the point? Of, of <laughs> I think so. I had a feeling happy. you'd answer it that way, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about awesome. joy. I'm yeah. about joy. Any yeah. negativity, you know, I don't, I don't keep those people in my life. And um, I watch a lot of stand-up comedy. I play a lot of silly games. And I spend time with people that are um, just pure sunshine. And um, it's, it's a good life. Yay. Good. Yay. <laughs> obviously nothing uh coming up very soon we will continue if you if you dig you know educational webinars um we do continue to put a new one up every couple of months and they are full lectures um you know for for people who do you know who are interested in in ever doing coaching or anything um you know know what we're all about that it's it's personalized and customized and you know you will be cared for and supported um and uh you know we do things with uh with people especially with budget concerns because that as you can see how i grew up that's really important to me is trying to find solutions for that kind of thing and um and uh, if you need support or help or mentorship then you know we're here but um aside from that just work hard man you know and the like the more time i do voice i'm just like god there's so much to learn and no matter how hard you work there's more to do but yeah. every time you work more you can improve so drastically and if you're willing to put the time in and i'm not talking about even an hour a day if you're working like four or five hours eight hours a day you're going to see massive progress so if you so if you want something work for it you know and voiceover is one of those things that's yeah your voice you know is important but it's not the most important thing your acting you know your commitment to the art form your articulation your energy the way that you study in terms of acting method and all of that that counts for so much if you put those hours in you can you can achieve so much of, of everything that you set out to do so that's about it awesome I think. awesome Can't think of anything else so Thank well, you so much for having me. Thank this was you really, for the really time, fun. the great time, the great stories, the the emotional range <laughs> with which we've traveled today. I know we cried together. It was like you got <laughs> me all like sometimes you know it's it's sometimes I forget you know and it's and most of the time I've talked about it so many times now it doesn't bother me anymore. But every once in a while it you know it's it's hard stuff. But we all have hard stuff, right? Everyone right. does. Everyone has something, and, and we um, really, just- really, really, really appreciate your sharing everything with us so much. Of course, because I think having hearing that other people have that stuff too, it always puts our own stuff in perspective. It does. Um, 
and I hear about things that other people are going through where I'm just like, oh, wow, that's really hard. And um, and that way it just keeps us all in the spirit of, of helping each other because, you know, we, we all deserve it. We're all working hard and it's better to, to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> and a, and, a, and a work and support. Yeah. And to support. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you for your support to the Love That VoiceOver program. And we love you and we thank you so much. It's been a great time with you, Christina. Uh, you rock, Rebecca. Say goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye, everybody. Okay, bye-bye. 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 Until next time, thanks for listening to Love That VoiceOver. Lots of love to you. You sexy, beautiful, adorable person. Take care. <laughs>